0: Nursing school is a wild ride But that doesn't mean you have to run and hide When the going gets tough, don't leave your
1: stress undiagnosed You gotta call the nursing student coach Real life tips from a registered nurse In school and out, she's seen the worst Now without further ado,
0: yeah, here is your host It's the Nursing Student Coach. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Nursing Student Coach. This is Nurse Lauren, and today I am so excited to bring to you a special guest, Her name is Professor Mitzi Chambers. She's an adjunct clinical professor at Manhattanville College in Purchase, New York, as well as the agency nurse educator at Kings County Hospital in Brooklyn, New York. Mitzi Chambers happened to be my very first clinical instructor and just taught me so much. She's one of those professors that will always be with me. I will always hear her voice in my head. And she pushed me to be my absolute best and I am so grateful for her and I'm so grateful that she gets to share her knowledge with all of you today. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Professor Mitzi
1: Chambers. Um,
0: Professor Chambers, good morning and welcome to the show.
1: Good morning, Mrs. Chapnik. How are you doing?
0: I'm great. Thank you. I'm just so excited to see you. I'm so excited to have you here. You have been a nurse for 36 years, which is amazing. Uh, What made you want to be a nurse initially?
1: Initially, I wanted to be a psychiatrist. I went to high school and I loved my psychology teacher. And I'm like, mental health was very important to me. Then I went to college and I did a psychology degree for two years And then I learned that it took so much schooling and money, and I did not have it. So my mother, who's a nurse, said, try nursing school. There's there's a psychiatric nursing. And I said, oh, okay, I can start there. Well, I went to nursing school. I did my psychiatric rotation, and I realized that wasn't for me. But I loved all the other aspects of nursing. So I'm a nurse, and I've enjoyed every bit of it.
0: That's great. It, I think what's so great about nursing, there's so many great things, but you can go just about anywhere and have the flexibility to do so many different things and to change your mind, exactly. exactly. one of the things that I love about it. So can you walk us through your career a little bit? Where did you start and what are you currently doing now?
1: Okay. So for my first three years, it was in med-surg. And actually during that time, it was the HIV epidemic and I was on an HIV floor and I found it so rewarding. I grew to love a lot of my patients and a lot of them passed away, but it got me really understanding how important a nurse is and how, what effects we can do for somebody. Then after those first three years, I went into the ICUs initially for six years. Then I went into home care because you have children, you have to have a versatile um, schedule. So I went into home care, but then I I, I went back and forth for 30 years between the ICU and home care. And the home care I specialized in mostly was infusion therapy. I went to the homes and I taught the families how to give IV antibiotics, or I gave them myself. I found I enjoyed that for a long time and I'm still in it, but not as much. And then the last three years I got my master's and I went into education and that's where I am right now.
0: That's incredible. I never knew that about you, that you worked during the I guess it was. Yeah. At the beginning of the HIV uh, epidemic, was there a lot that was not understood yet? And what were the contact or what were the safety precautions uh, for for nurses then? It's
1: funny. COVID brought back such flashbacks, but the thing, the problem with HIV is they specifically targeted a special group of human beings. And it was, it was hateful. It was horrible. Mm -hmm. And people who contracted HIV, you would never know you would never know but they specifically targeted a group while COVID they didn't target one group of per people but HIV and they were ostracized and they were uh, it was horrible for them and I felt it tore my heart because these are very nice human beings. So.
0: yeah so,
1: but it was pretty much the same precautions because we knew so little. We did not know you can get it by blood by contamination of blood. I mean, COVID is so much more scared because it's a respiratory, but blood it's, I mean, you getting HIV is so much harder than getting TB. So right. people, but people were so afraid. They didn't want to touch people. They didn't want to work with patients. They, it it was horrible how they, they, they ostracized. Wow.
0: And-, and I'm sure you were such a You're such a compassionate person and such a compassionate nurse, and you were there for a reason. I'm sure that those patients were so blessed. I know that those patients were so blessed to have you. So, I I Thank you for saying that. (laughs) Um, So let's move on a little bit. So you are a clinical instructor. As a clinical instructor, can you talk a little bit about what you think it takes for a student to be successful in clinical and On the flip side, what are some common mistakes that you see students making that could be holding them back from their ultimate potential in clinical?
1: What do I think that students should know to be successful? They have to know that they must take it seriously. Most people think that clinicals, oh, you just go there, you go see some patients, you do whatever. No, you have to take it like you're going to work. I personally have a big issue with not being on time because when you go to work, you're on time. When you go to work, you're relieving somebody and you should from clinicals, you should be practicing that you should know that you should be on time. And that means 15 minutes early so that if anything happens, you can jump right in. You don't, you won't be delayed. You should also ask questions. This is the time you're learning. Anything you don't know, look it up or ask somebody. Because <sighs> things change every day. But if you have a little bit of knowledge when you get on those floors, it helps so much. And people wanna help those who are inquisitive. You'll get aids from assistance from doctors, you get assistance from CNAs or PCAs, whichever they're called. If you just ask a question, but if you just stand around, they're gonna think you're disinterested. So those are the things, make sure that you're present and you talk to patients because they've they had whatever illnesses they, they've had for years and they will teach you so much about it more than you can even get in, in books.
0: Absolutely. And if you start talking to them, they're dying to talk to you. Yes. they you want to talk because a lot of times the staff is so busy that they don't have time to sit. So it was one of my favorite things to do to just kind of wander into a patient's room, see what they need. And they will open up and tell you things within the first few minutes that will blow your mind. <laughs> you
1: are, nurses get—I'm sorry—nurses are better. I don't want to say it, than bartenders, but we get—we <laughs> we learn everything about patients. Yes, and especially in home care, you you pretty much know their bank accounts. You know, it's 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 shocking how much they trust us, and that's why if a if a, when a nurse does something that's dishonest, and that includes cheating on tests that's where it starts. I wouldn't want you in a patient's home. I wouldn't want you taking care of my patient if you're dishonest. Absolutely.
0: There's a certain ethical code that we, you know, take on as Mm -hmm. nurses to be just a good person in life. That's who you'd want taking care of your your loved ones. That's who you'd want to work with. Mm -hmm. So I completely agree. And with what you said about being on time and asking questions, I say clinical is that's the start of your professional career. Exactly. You're not just there to to stand around and wait for it to be over. This is your time to play, to shine, and to learn.
1: So take advantage. And this is the only time that everybody is okay with you asking questions. Because <laughs> when and you And it's get okay their... to
0: make a mistake, too. I mean, exactly. it's not a mistake that's going to harm a patient, but it's this is yes. the time.
1: And always know that that's what the clinical instructor is for to help you to ask, answer your questions. Even if we're a little tough at times, <laughs> we want you to succeed. So exactly.
0: It's tough love. Really? Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So every clinical instructor runs things differently. Can you walk us through a typical day of what a clinical day is like with professor chambers?
1: Okay. So I, as I already said, I, I, The first year is difficult for everybody. It was particularly difficult for me. So I start them out. First thing is I try to have a PowerPoint or something for them to read so that they understand what our focus is today. Then we review it. And I like to give a quiz because everybody learns in a different way. Some people learn from seeing something. Some people learn from touching and doing it. Some people learn from reading. So I give a quiz just so you can figure out, okay, I don't know this or I do know this. It's not really to grade you. I mean, it is a grade, but it's making you understand where you're at and what your understanding of what we're doing. Then I assign you to a nurse or a PCA, and I want you to work with them. I want you to understand what their job is. And when you're in charge of them or when it's your job, you know, how to move. You know the right way. You, I will put them with great PCAs, great nurses, and sometimes they're not so great. They're new nurses, so they may not know as much, but you can learn from everybody. You can learn from their mistakes. So I always put them with someone, and then I'd like us to come back and discuss the good, the bad, and I can't be there with to see what you've done. I want you to tell me at the end of the day. And that's how I run mine. But as you said, everybody does it depending on what their experience has been. So.
0: That's great. Yes. And we were always with somebody different. And you're mm-hmm. right. Sometimes you learn more from the techs and the nurses mm-hmm. that you you don't want to be like them. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And And it's such a good learning experience to talk about it after. I remember one experience in your clinical where the uh, PCA said something completely inappropriate about a patient's diagnosis, and it made me really upset, and we were all able to talk about it. And I think that those types of things are such a great, valuable learning experience, as is being with a nurse who's on top of her game, who's showing you all the meds, you can learn from all of it. And so I yes. think if you just have that outlook going into it, you're, you're far better off.
1: You learn who you want to be, how you want to be,
0: and what is
1: right and what is wrong, especially when we talk about it at the end of the day.
0: So if somebody is a brand new nursing student, let's say it's their first clinical, and is there anything that they can do in advance to prepare so that they can be more successful?
1: Be on time. (laughs) (laughs) But other than that, also, maybe I, every time I go to a news site, I scout out the place. I go a few days before and make sure I know my route and I know where the building and where I'm supposed to show up and ask questions and be polite. I mean, be positive. That's, that's another thing with patients, always be positive. Even if you're feeling, you're feeling personally down, they're worse off than you. You have to be the positive one. You have to lift their spirits. So be positive and go in there and say, I can do it. And Yes.
0: <laughs> you can make such a difference. Just the small things, just going into somebody's room and saying, do you need anything?
1: Exactly. It yes. changes
0: so much. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Yes, I really could use an extra blanket or a toothbrush. And it doesn't seem like a big deal to you, but mm-hmm. to them, it could
1: be something that makes their day. Nurses are moving so fast. They have so much to do. They don't remember the little things. And when nursing students come, we help with all the little things. And the little things are what make a positive experience. When you're taking care of the little needs, not the big needs, making sure the meds are done, making sure the IV is up. It's really just being the kindness, combing their hair like you've done, Lauren. Lauren. <laughs> yes. They have a toothbrush. All those little things—picking up a, a, a pen or paper that felt that they can't reach, those are right. what makes a difference, and what nursing students need to do. And yes. the worst thing you can do is sit around or say there's nothing to do. All that,
0: right? So, in that case, if somebody says, "Oh, there's nothing to do on this floor. I'm so bored," or their body language is, you know, giving off that impression, what? what would you say to them or what would you want to say to a student like that? Who's just doesn't seem to be having positive attitude about what's going on. I mean, uh,
1: first thing I'll ask is do you really want to be a nurse? Because um, have you asked all the staff, meaning this nurses and nursing assistants, do they need any help? Have you gone by every single patient's room and say, how are you doing? Can I help you with anything? Are you comfortable? Have you looked at any machine and said, I know how to use that. If you know how to use all the machines, okay. But there may be something you don't know. Look it up. If I assigned you a couple of patients, do you know their medication? Do you know the the purpose, the use, the dose? I mean, the frequency. Do you know what it's for? Can you teach me it? Mm -hmm. Because if you know it, then you can teach me it. There's always something to do. And then... Go in the stock room and look at all the equipment in the stock room. Because in the stock room, if you, when someone, when a doctor asks you to get something, you should know where it is. So you should know where the gauze is, where the catheters are. You should know where, where the, the defibrillator, the AED is. You, there is always something to do. And if you can teach me something and you can teach me back and there's no patients, well, then I don't know. This is not a hospital. I don't know what this facility is. This is not a nursing home because someone always needs something. So.
0: Right. That's what I, I think there's really no such thing as a boring hospital floor. <laughs> and so I think there's always something to do. And you're so right. If you can teach something back, then you really understand it. There's one thing about getting a multiple choice question, right? But there's quite another in explaining to me, what does this medication do? How does this work? There's so many things to learn. Messy is to get
1: boring. There's something to do. Help someone straighten something out. You see the room is messy, ask them, can I help you to just straighten this out? And those things make patients satisfied and happy with the service. So, and the yes. one thing I don't want to see people doing is gathering and talking and especially talking about another class because this is important too. If you're going to talk about it, go to lunch. And never cell phones, never have them in patient's area, put it on vibrate because I do maybe um, send y'all messages, but it should be on vibrate and you should go to out of the patient area to answer it.
0: Right. Like sneak off to the bathroom or in a break room, something like that. Um, If you could pick just one thing, one thing only to help students be more successful in clinical, what would that one thing be?
1: enjoy learning. Um, Learning is, is, is the most wonderful thing you can do because once you learn something, you can teach it. And once, and when I teach a patient and they can teach it back to me, I'm, I feel like I just taught my child something. You must, but first you must learn how you, what's your style of learning. Not everybody can learn by reading a book, Some people have to use do the videos. Some people have to do flashcards. Some people do it best in groups. Know how you learn, and then keep learning because you will be learning for the rest of your life as a nurse.
0: Yeah, that's I love that, and you know I love teaching that to my daughters too because I went back to school. This is my second degree, so going back and kind of showing them that you know you're not you're never done. The learning (laughs) continues and continues and. I think when you're a nurse, you have to have a natural passion for that because there's always something new to learn. Even about things that you thought you knew very
1: well, there's always going to be something new. And And evidence-based practice, things change. Even the things you knew and you, you thought you knew, they learn a different way, a better way of doing things, and you will have to change.
0: I agree with that completely. Um, could I just ask you one more question? So yes. you are the agency nurse educator at Kings County Hospital in Brooklyn. Exactly. What, uh, what do you do in that role? What, what does that look
1: like? So when COVID came around, they were hiring massive amounts of nursing, and there was a turnaround, and it was quick. So they needed an educator to get them through the orientation process as quickly as possible. So that that job came around, and I saw it, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, And even though COVID is not present, prevalent now at King's County Hospital, there are so many other things. We still do have agency nurses not we don't have the turnaround as much. We used to have like 20 30 every every week, every three weeks where are we're going through so many nurses but now maybe we get 2 3 but this all I'm I work with the staff I help educate them on the new equipment I educate them on the pol- new policies and the procedures I it's a lot <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah yeah I just love talking about and hearing about all the different paths that you mm-hmm. can go down in you as can. an
1: RN it's uh-huh. just
0: amazing
1: it is wow. there's nothing there's no part, no job that they don't need a nurse in. Right. Even if it's just getting the medicals done for um, a movie company or for a store. I used to work in Abraham and Strauss. I don't, you're only too young for that, but it was in Brooklyn and and there was always a nurse and I used to help her upstairs on the night floor just to process the new employees. So it's very interesting. That's great.
0: Yes. Well, Professor Chambers, it was such a pleasure to talk to you today. Thank you so much for joining us. And I wish you luck this semester with your new batch of students. And I hope that it's just a great semester for you. Thank you for having me. This is very nice. It was fun. And we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that will do it for today. Professor Chambers, thank you so much again. And September is Sickle Cell Awareness Month, and Professor Chambers would like to let you all know about a very special event happening this Saturday, September 9th, and it is the Westchester Sickle Cell Outreach Education Walk Fundraiser. It is happening in New Rochelle, New York at the Glen Island Park from 9 a.m. until 2 p.m. And I will share the link in the description of the show so you can either participate or make a donation to this organization. They provide outreach and education to children and adults affected by sickle cell disease. Thanks so much again for listening. As always, it is my personal mission to help put more great nurses into the world. You can learn more by going to nursingstudentcoach.com, signing up for our mailing list there. And until next time, have an amazing day. Bye-bye. Thanks
1: for tuning in to the Nursing Student Coach Podcast.